You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As you can see by the title, this is episode two of The Road to No Man's Land in conjunction with No Man's Land Wrestling. And of course, um, I am joined by someone who literally needs very little introduction, but I, as always, love giving my introductions. Uh, This man has a reputation that spans worldwide from the UK to the US to everywhere he has been. He has won titles numerous places he has been in numerous deathmatch tournaments a man who um currently right now holds one of the more prestigious titles in the uk deathmatch scene who is going to be coming back to the united states to take on none other than neil diamond cutter i am talking of course with the man himself clint margera which by the way i told him this before recording he is one of the most requested guests on your dose of death podcast and we finally get to make this happen today clint how you doing today man I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm. I'm. It's nice to know that I'm uh, requested. That's. Uh, it's nice that people give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, it, it really is a testament to how much of an impact you've made. I mean, you've been everywhere and anywhere possible in your career, and um, of course, as I said, this is the road to no man's land, and you are in line for a huge match, a dream match that not many fans would have thought they would have seen on their um, calendar to see, of course, you're facing Neil Diamond Cutter. The two of you really have had very interesting trajectories to this match. Of course, right now, though, you also hold the TNT Deathmatch Championship. You are just coming off the heels of a, a really interesting weekend. That is the rise in ICW No Holds Barred weekend. Um, how are you feeling, by the way, heading into next month? I mean, March is coming right around the corner. Um, I'm feeling pretty good to be honest. Uh, I'm still a little bit tired from last weekend. Uh, it was a bit of a heavy one, um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel good. Um, I feel uh, I feel like I'm really looking forward to facing Neil, um, someone that I've never fought before. But like I said, like towards the end of last year, I want this year to be a year of first. So uh, I'm I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a hell of a first. Um, to me, I mean, Neil, of course, his reputation precedes him. He is the original Prince of the Death Match, which was one of the biggest death match tournaments in the world at one point. Um, also, he's coming off a huge first, which breaking the internet with his match with Sakuda. Um, I want to get your first initial thoughts on Neil. Like, what what stands out to you about him? Um, he is willing to do some mad, mad shit. And I think we all got a, a real good uh, glimpse of that when uh, he wrestled Sakuda not too long ago. Um, but he's been going at it for years now. Um, he's just someone who I obviously think just loves deathmatch wrestling like deathmatch wrestling, like the art of deathmatch wrestling. That's what I get from from watching Neil and that's what I've got from watching him for, for so long. And I only really met him uh, January last year, like for the first time when I came over for ICW. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I just think I think he's one of the people out there, like I say, who just really, really loves everything about Deathmatch. He's death, uh, just all of it. Yeah, I mean, his reputation precedes him, and you really put it nicely that, I mean, he, he embodies Deathmatch wrestling, the art form of it. Um, what is it, when you were given this match, I mean, what was it an easy yes to say to, to accept this match or like was there any hesitation on your part or i mean this is this is not an easy match to take i mean especially considering as i've been told this is going to be the main event of a brand new promotion and um and it's in a stipulation that both of you may not have a lot of familiarity with um was there any hesitation to take this match or no no, not at all, to be honest. Um, I know exactly what I'm getting into. Um, obviously, the stipulation is a little bit vague at the moment, but we've got to put some stuff on the map and we've got to put No Man's Land on the map. So let's just go out and get it. And I'm so excited to come back. Like, I've been wanting to come back since January last year. Um, and hopefully this is the start of some bigger things as well. But, yeah, I want to make sure that this show gets people talking about this company. I want to make sure that this match lives up to the hype that people have got in their mind. Uh, I want to make sure it lives up to the hype that I think me and Neil both share. We want the match to be something really special. So I can't wait. It's going to be, uh, going to be pretty crazy. I reckon. Yeah. And I want to get to um, just your experience in the UK death match scene as well, because I mean, Yes, like no man's land. It's it's a big thing bringing an international talent like yourself who has had the miles and this is your first time back in the U.S. in more than a year. But um, what has it been like to see the U.K. deathmatch scene grow? Because in my opinion, the rise ICW weekend was really like the coming out party for the U.K. deathmatch scene. I've tried to put it over as many times as possible. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great people, but what was it like to have three straight sellout shows in Leeds, and they're being broadcasted around the world. It was it was real heartwarming for me to have been doing this for so long. And, you know, I started this at a time where people really didn't care for this kind of style. That's how I felt um, when I started doing this over here. Um, it was kind of looked down upon, um, probably still is by some people. But, you know, each to their own. Not everything's for everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, to see it grow into what it's becoming now and to see everyone at places like Rise busting their ass to to make the UK deathmatch scene something really special. Uh, and, you know, TNT as well. I've been repping that that guy, those guys for, for so long now and I've got the TNT Extreme Division Championship back again. Um, but yeah, uh, just to see all the talent that's coming out of it, Kumite as well. Yeah, uh, I've Kumite. got to give uh, a nod to them because uh, you know they're coming up and they've got some big stuff planned this year. But yeah, to see people really shine last weekend, um, people like BA Rose, who you know has just kind of like got into the the, the style of death matches, but he really really shone last weekend, and it was great to see him on such a a big a big uh, stage uh, for the whole weekend. Um, yeah, it was just really, it was great to see, like really heartwarming. Yeah, that's awesome. B.A. Rose is the guy I definitely checked out. Um, I first got 
eyes on it was when um I was given the copy of um the outlaw the deathmatch outlaws cup mm-hmm. and I, I mean of course like I had already known you I had already known Joe but getting to know these other guys like Darko Caden BA of course Iceman is a legend on his own which by the way just gonna say it now keep an eye on that Jack Harrop and Iceman match <laughs> That clip, yeah. <laughs> that clip though, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, you will never, you will never see that in the States, but God forbid that was just something else. But I, I have seen some clips of the match that it looks incredible. I cannot wait. The, <laughs> the reaction in that room when that happened, I hope it comes across on the, on the footage, but it was <laughs> it was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean. All, all the stuff I saw from that that weekend was really cool to see. And I mean, especially, I know a lot of the guys in ICW just, they all said it was just a, such a great time. And they're already going back for Games of Death, mm-hmm. which is so huge. That's a huge tournament. That's probably like, that and DOA are kind of neck and neck for the biggest turn, deathmatch tournament mm-hmm. in the UK. I don't know about oh, you. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. But also... Just a little side note, of course, you're going to be on DOA defending your TNT belt against Alton Thorne, um, someone who I, I've gotten to know a little bit while he's me and him have been talking. But um, what do you think of a guy like Alton Thorne? Um, do you know what? He, he came into um, DOA last year as pretty much like a last minute on the day replacement. Okay. Um, someone dropped out. And he was, I think he must have been called either very late the night before mm-hmm. or very early on the morning of. Um, and he came in and he was uh, one of my opponents in the tournament. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing stuff with Alton. I mean, he's got a really cool thing where he, he brings like nettles to Her nettles, like stinging nettles, like a oh. kind of like a, yeah. Okay, now I got. I was like, "What are nettles?" Never heard of that before. So he brings like, and which is really cool because it's really original. Nobody else has done it before, and it's like I like kind of like when people when like when new people come into death matches and they bring something a little bit new and a little bit just them, and like something original. It's really cool because you can like do some like new stuff. And you're like, okay, well, we can like how are we going to use this new weapon and everything like that. So yeah, it was a lot of fun wrestling him and. He's been killing it at Kumite, um, like every time that I've managed to to get over there and, and do shows for them. Uh, he's always kind of like stepped it up every show. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he uh, what he brings in a couple of weeks, because I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a sick one. And we've got a lot of matches before us, but I want us to stand out as always. Um, I am curious from your opinion since you have been here in the states and you've wrestled now both the united states style and the uk what are some differences that you yourself see in the style that the uk does for death matches versus what the u.s does i'm just curious um i don't know i don't i don't really notice that many differences okay to me it's all just kind of like blurred into <laughs> one style now for me um yeah i don't i don't really see much difference myself um, okay i mean the people that i've wrestled specifically like you know they like to wrestle while they're doing death matches as well which is something that i am, am big on and i and i'd like to see that in death matches i mean but 
Yeah, I don't. I haven't really noticed that many differences. Hmm, okay. I mean, I think the one that I've noticed, and this was from the Rise Ice Theory Clips, was the razor wire. Like you don't see oh, that. Okay. You don't see that in the states. Like that is that's some dangerous stuff. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Like, um, yeah, that's like the one difference. And maybe like the stipulations maybe a bit different. Yeah. I, think, I mean, of course, the light tubes. It's it's gonna change. Yeah. There because. You don't see many skinny tubes used in the U.S., and if you do, it's no. because someone it's because someone wants them. And of course, there's reasons to it. Of course, the Nick Gage yeah. it, that kind of spurred the. I, I don't want to say it was an actual ban. It's just people didn't want to use them because after that, they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want." No, I get it. But it's pretty ballsy to see elsewhere use skinny tubes. I will say, I think the other big difference is how fans are. The mm-hmm. fans in the U.K. It is so cool. It's almost. Like a, it's almost like a soccer or football match. The chance, yeah. the yeah. the energy is just something else. I mean, yeah, you get it here in the states, but like they're close. Like I see, mm-hmm. and I was like, it is incredibly close. How do you feel about the fans being that close to the action, especially at like Rise? Um, it's kind of scary because you've got to be very wary of where people are. And I mean, there was one point during my match with Brandon. Uh, where I kind of threw a chair onto the <laughs> canvas, but it kind of slid like nearly oh, underneath no. the chain. So thankfully, no cameras got broken and, and no one got <laughs> no one got hurt and stuff. But yeah, you've just got to be very very wary. But I remember uh, wrestling at, at Newark in January. Oh yeah, like, Newark. Yeah, that crowd were so rowdy and like. There was just glass flying everywhere. Yeah. And all really <laughs> and... yeah, that, that, so those ICW crowds, those ICW crowds can be rowdy. I can admit to yeah. that. So um, I was just curious because I just see like, yeah, like the ICW crowds are ghosts, but like the UK, it's like, holy crap, like another mm. level. Like the Outlaw yeah. Cup was really evident of that. I was like, this yeah. is like some like punk rock, like mosh pit vibes here. I love it. <laughs> um, so um, it is your first time going to be at the H2O Center. Um, I'm guessing you've probably watched a few shows that have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does it mean for you to be able to make the trip to Williamstown and do a show at the H2O Center finally? Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've been to the venue before. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the night before I did Tournament of Death, uh, okay. I went to the H2O show. Um, so I've been in the venue, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to wrestling there, and uh, it's a bit of a special moment for me as well because, uh, obviously, you know, we've got the big Danny Havoc uh banner, um, yeah. So, um, it's going to be a bit emotional, I think, uh, wrestling underneath that banner. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm just looking forward to seeing Tremont again and yeah. uh, just being in that that wrestle center. It's, I think, it's going to be sick. Yeah, it's only going to be my second time there, of course. Um, I went, it's already been a while since I went, but it's just, it's such a cool, special venue. I think it's it's almost like one of those, like, bucket list venues for, like, indie deathmatch fans. So <clears> it's <throat> another one. But, yeah, I mean, um, it, again, this has been really awesome to have you on and just pick your mind in the world of deathmatch. I mean, how long have you been doing deathmatches to this day? Um, let's see. My my first one 
the first proper one that I think was 2011. 2010 2011 okay so since then basically yeah so um i gotta ask like going back to those first few death matches um what was it like like the first time death like for you doing it like your first time what was like your initial thoughts doing it um i was pretty nervous it was just um it was just a barbed wire one okay as far as i remember we just had a couple of barbed wire boards um but yeah, that was kind of like the first thing. I was obviously definitely nervous. Um, but uh, afterwards, like the adrenaline was just too much. So it was just a case of, right, okay, I've done that now. Let's see what I can do next. Yeah. And then let's see what I can do after that. And then after that. And then that's just pretty much <laughs> pretty much well, how it went. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested. I mean, you again, as you said, in 2010, I mean, it's literally been more than a decade plus. Mm. at this moment and i mean you've had some incredible matches through the years i mean the ones that stand out to me of course the alex cologne matches those are always really fun to watch um of course um when you were making like your gcw um tnt debut you joe Mm. jimmy and murdoch um i gotta ask who are some of your favorite guys you wrestled throughout the years um ricky shane page um Alex Cologne. Um Big Joe. Like every time that I've wrestled Joe, it's always just been something quite special happening. Um so as many more times as we can do that, then <laughs> I'm sure we will. Um who else? Uh man. Drew Parker, we've had a couple. Yeah. Came off the scaffold with Drew. Uh, at the first death house um man i was i'm gonna stop you there um how do you feel about drew deciding to finally say he's done with death matches after next month what's your thoughts on it i think when you look at how much he's managed to do in such a short space of time um then he's still super young he's still got loads of time to do tons of other stuff in wrestling and if he feels like he's at the point where it's either a case of it's too much for him now or he just doesn't want to deal with the injuries or the the constant injuries or if he just thinks you know what i've done everything that i can i set out to do and for now there's nothing nothing left for him to do then that's cool man like like i say he's done so much uh, in such a short space of time, and he's faced some of the people that I would love to face, like <laughs> people like Takeda and Junkasai. I've never wrestled either of those guys, and I would kill a man to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to wrestle those people, uh, figuratively, not literally. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like so, all the more power to him, and I'm excited to see what he does going forward because he can wrestle. And that's what I mean. Like he's a deathmatch wrestler. He's got that hybrid style. He's got the, he's a bit of a junior heavyweight, has been before he started doing death matches. Um, so he's a bit of a high flyer and he's got some technical style to him as well. So he can do it all. So I'm pretty sure that whatever door opens, he will walk straight through. Yeah, I mean, it, when I initially looked at it, um, I was like, he has done so much in such little time. Like, it's insane. And I was like, literally, 
if he's if this is really it, l- let it be it. I mean, to come out of, as close to the top as he possibly can be. I mean, he willed his way to Japan. He lived there. He breathed the culture. He learned full fledged Japanese to cut promos. He put in so much work in literally four or five years. And it is remarkable to see how well he's done. And I mean, again, like this is about as good of a modern day run as like a sick Nick Mondo kind of run. Mm -hmm. That's what I compared it to. And I think it's really awesome. It's it's curious. I mean, you wrestled him. I mean, now you see like he's, he's been making a killing in Japan. It's really cool to see um, the people that you wrestle grow into these absolute superstars. And I'm I'm glad he is taking the time away because I mean, it can be a lot, and the matches he's done in Japan are have been stellar to say the least. So I'm glad he's taking the time to let his body heal and do other stuff. So I'm glad yeah, you yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, um. So I want to ask. I mean, it's of course no man's came up on your calendar. Of course, you had already were planning to come back to the states for WrestleMania weekend. Um. Mm-hmm. What else do you have on your agenda for 2023? What else do you have in store? Um, so uh, the night after No Man's Land, I'll be in Boston, yes. ICW. Um, finally getting that match with Tommy Vendetta, which I'm really looking forward to. This is a match that I've been wanting for a while now. Um, when I first saw him start popping up uh, on the ICW shows, I just put out a tweet saying, you know, I think this, this guy is pretty decent. I think I'd like to have a pretty good match with him. Um, so it just kind of snowballed from there, and I'm glad we're finally being able to do yeah. it. And I've never been to Boston before as well, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a good time to go to Boston, Boston. just going to say. Good yeah. time St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. Paddy's weekend as well. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely rammed. <laughs> it's going to be a wild one. But um, I was more curious, though, like, who else do you want to face <sighs> in 2023? Because, I mean, you said this is a year of first. I mean, the the platform is yours for whoever you want to face and whoever you want to call out here um well i have i was meant to wrestle murdoch in december of last year but travel issues stopped that from happening so desperately want to wrestle murdoch um casey kirk joel bateman joel one of my best friends love that man yeah york from deathmatch down yeah york okay um who else? Who else have we got? There's so many good people. Um, it's one of those things where, like, you, you ask me, and I've got a list, but <laughs> and then when I'm trying to think of the people, but there's so many people. There, there um, are. There's definitely a lot of people, but that's a that's a good decent list. Um, Joel and York would be really good. York is a ballsy one. I met York at the pleasure of meeting him last year when he came to the States. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's got that really surprising heavyweight style, but it fits so well in deathmatches. And of course, Joel. Yeah. Joel is literally one of the aces of Australian deathmatch wrestling. I think the two of you Absolutely. would really have a hell of a match. And literally, he's been a day one supporter of this podcast, so I owe him the absolute world. Um, Casey would be an interesting one. I, I am curious, like, how you feel about intergender death matches. I mean, of course, I, have you had any intergender death matches before? Uh, yeah, I've had um, I had one with Session Moth. Okay, Session Moth. Okay, yeah. Another one who I I saw really showed out during the weekend. 
Yeah, one. absolutely. Yeah, she's been killing it recently. Man, I've known Martina for years. I never thought mm. she'd be doing death matches. When I first saw she was doing death matches, I was like, wait, she's doing death matches? So <laughs> awesome to see Session Moth in the mix, too. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about intergender death matches in general? Just I'm curious. Um, to me, it's just it's just wrestling. There's no I just I don't see it as as intergender. Okay. Technically, uh, to me, it's just it's just a death match. It's just two people who love doing this particular style, and two people who just want to push themselves and each other to see how far they can go with it. Um, and yeah, to me, it's it's just wrestling. That's all okay. it is. I'm I'm glad you have that approach. I wish more people had that approach. I mean, of course, the one I think of when you mentioned it, I was thinking immediately of Charlie Evans. Yeah, when you said that because. Literally, she is the queen of breaking barriers in the genre and has been the same, literally the same approach that you have. So mm. I appreciate them more coming around to that kind of approach. Yeah. Um, so going back to No Man's, I mean, of course, you're wrestling, Neil, but who are some other people that you're really excited to see on this show as the show has been fully announced? Uh, I'm really excited to see what Callan's going to do because um, this is his. First, first American, first, first, first American match. Yeah, yep, it is. He's never been in the states before, which is crazy. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what he gets up to. Um, Him and Satu is going to be a good one. Him and Satu is going to be a really yeah. good. Yeah, and is was it Hoodfoot and Tremont versus Casey and Randy Randall? West? Randy yeah. West, yeah. I'm ho- hoping I Randy can. West. I know she had to take a bit of a few weeks off because of an injury. Okay. But I think she should be good for No Man's. Yeah, I think that one's gonna. Uh, I think that one's gonna go all over the building. To be honest, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a stacked card. It's a huge card. Um, yeah, there's just so many opportunities for people to like really put a stamp on this uh, this new company. So I'm excited to see what happens. So I'm always curious, just from a wrestler standpoint, when a new company approaches you about Mimo. So like, of course, like we have like the rises we have the kumites of the world but like when a new company like no man's it's their very first show um what goes through your mind when it comes to a new company they're like hey we want to have you on like is, is this an is it exciting for you or is it like a nervous feeling like oh i want to make sure i do good here um it's a little bit of both i suppose it's always nice when someone thinks of you um and, and comes to you and says oh you know, especially when it's a brand new place and like you know they're trying to think of who can we put on this show that's gonna you know potentially get some a good amount of eyes on us and stuff so it's always nice when people think about you and think oh well we'll ask clint because he's done xyz yeah um so yeah like it's um it was really nice and like i say i want to make sure that this match gets remembered and I want to make sure that people are like, okay, this place isn't fucking around. Like they're dead serious on what they want to do. And I want to make sure that I always have a good match. And that's the one thing that I always want to walk out of. If uh, of my matches, I just want to know in my heart of hearts that I had a good match. Okay. That's that's awesome to hear. I mean, yeah, no man's the new company. New start, all that. And I mean, as you said before, it's an absolutely stacked card with some great people from not just around the, the States, but around the world. So um, it's really awesome to 
when we're reaching out to people like yourself, like Callan, who are putting, first of all, making statements everywhere they go. And so it's going to, it's really going to be cool to see it all come together. Of course, March 17th, make sure you guys hit up for tickets front rows literally sold out. So you want to be close to the action as best as you can, but if you Flash can't load. make, if, if you, <laughs> if you want to, if you're not going to be able to make it, watch it on IWTV, it'll be live that night. So um, again, this has been an absolute honor to have you on Clint. I mean, a man of your reputation, literally, a world trendsetter as always um one last thing i want to talk about because i think me and you have this in common but mm-hmm. our taste in music are pretty <laughs> top notch i gotta ask i mean who who are your bands you're listening to right now i know you're a big use fan we've had this conversation before yeah but who else are they you are my to? they are my absolute all-time number one favorite band ever like i would die for the used <laughs> Um, God, who am I listening to? I'm gonna have to again. There's so many. I'm gonna have to come up my Spotify and yeah, see of course. But uh, I was like, we have to have this conversation. We're both emos at heart, so yeah. Um, um, there's a band called Gel. They're okay. really cool. They're like a hardcore punk band. Okay. Um, oh my God, there's just so many. Uh, Wreckage, they're like another Wreckage. hardcore band. I've got really into like, um, I went to a festival uh, last year uh, okay. called Outbreak, and it was okay. a lot of like hardcore uh, punk okay. bands and stuff. So I've really got into a lot of a lot of them at the moment. Uh, Regulate, they're from, uh, from New York. They're pretty okay. sick. Okay. Um, but yeah, on you know Hawthorne Heights are playing in Philly the night that I land, and I've got a ticket for that. So okay. Gonna see, I'm gonna go see Hawthorne Heights the night that I get there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to hit you up on that one. We're gonna have a conversation after this. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm more I'm more metalcore these days. Yeah. Like I prevails my favorite band in the world right now. Shout out to anyone okay. who listens to them. Um, trying to think what else. I also really got into Sleep Token just recently. Yeah, yeah they're huge at the moment. Uh, well. It's like their Spotify blew up, but yeah, if anyone here hasn't listened to Sleep Token, get on that hype train now because <laughs> it's leaving real quick. It is leaving real yeah. quick. So, but um, again, Clint, thank you for coming on. This has been That's an cool. absolutely incredible experience. Um, but to end it, I always like giving my guests the the time to plug anything they have going on. Of course, the floor is yours, my friend. Go ahead and plug away whatever you got going on, Clint um yeah so you can hit me up on twitter uh, at clint margera um you can message me on instagram or whatever at clint dmw um at the moment i've got some icw rise trading cards that i'm signing um so you can hit me up if you want one of those and i've got the terracotta yeah wraps from uh, my match with eric ryan um so if someone wants to make an offer on those they're bloody i'll sign them yeah. um but yeah, uh, I think that's it, really. <laughs> and then yeah, just just keep supporting me, and I appreciate everyone who uh, who says nice things and reaches out and and appreciates everything that all the deathmatch wrestlers do all over the world because it's not easy. Um, but we love doing this shit. So if you support it, then you're all good with us. Well, that is an awesome way to cap this off. It has been a fantastic conversation with the one, the only Clint Margera. Of course, this is on the road to no man's land. Be sure to check out the show March 17th. 
Clint going to be main eventing against Neil Diamond Cutter. Real big match. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. But of course, thank you for listening to this episode of Your Dose of Death podcast with yours truly, Lauren. And have a good rest of your day, guys. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Countout Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying, kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban.